Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Ratchet Hipster. I'm your host, Shell, and I'd like to start out by saying thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a podcast that's about self-healing and self-help and things like that, um, which means that you're taking time out of your day to do something for you. Um, and so thank you for that. Thank yourself for that. Give yourself a pat on the back. Thank you for showing up for you. Um, and that's my biggest thanks for this episode. Like, thank you for coming and thank you for sharing in this with me. But thank you for doing this for you. Um, especially with this title, I feel like it's, if you're here, you're definitely here for a reason. Um, so thank you again for doing something to move forward in your healing journey. Like it is noticed, it is appreciated. Thank you. All right, so this season I'm trying to do this new thing where we start each episode off with a poem or a journal entry or a letter or some form of like conscious writing. Um, as well as like an affirmation or a quote or some inspirational saying to take with you. So I want, I, I just want to be able to give you more resources to assist you as we heal things that have been helping me. I love, I love things like that. Um, so I'll start with our affirmation. Um, and this month's affirmation is healing takes time. I give myself time and space to heal. Um, I'll repeat that again. Healing takes time. I give myself time and space to heal. Um, I love that because we like to think that we should be over things by a certain amount of time. Oh, it's been this long. I should be done with it. Oh, it's been years. Why do I still feel like this? Um, the healing is not linear grief is not linear like none of this is there's no playbook for it like it's all based on your personal journey like it may take you a lot longer to heal through something that someone else got through faster and you may be the person that gets through something a lot faster than others did healing takes time it's a personal journey please don't beat yourself up if you're like I should have processed this by now no you shouldn't and sometimes we think we've gotten through a whole cycle of processes and we have and then there's a new trigger to that same process and now we have to go through all of those emotions again on a new level so it may seem like we're stuck in the same healing cycles but Honestly, sometimes we're just in a deeper level of healing and sometimes we need to recognize that like this feels like I've been here before. This hurts like I've been here before. But if we really look at it, really pay attention to it, we haven't been here before like this. There's something new here to learn. There's something new here to experience. And I want to be fully healed. So I'm going to feel these things again if I have to and process them again if I have to to understand this deeper level of healing like yes I healed in this way but not in this particular way if that makes any sense <laughs> um anyway I'll say it one more time and then I'll uh read to you this poem but healing takes time 
I give myself time and space to heal. I also want to point out that it says space. Give yourself the space to heal. Create the environment for healing. Create, put the community around you that supports healing. Healing is it's, it's not something that we have to go through alone. And it's not something that we'll be able to go through while continuing to live life in the way that we used to. We have to give ourselves the space. Like the separation of everything that's going on. The pause to heal. We have to take the time and the space. But anyway, before I turn this into the whole episode, um, I'm going to read to you this poem. Um, but it kind of just goes with this whole episode, so I'm going to read it. Um, it's called September 14th. Sometimes my old life hurts because I miss it. It's like I outgrew it, but it was like my favorite sweater, you know? The one you wear with everything. And now, it's gone. And forever is such a very long time to miss something. And so sometimes that hurts. The weight of it's so heavy, my heart could almost burst. But then I remember that pain that used to be there. Sitting in my chest, reminding me that something was wrong. And the pain was crippling. I couldn't breathe. So I took the sweater off and threw it out before I could change my mind. But forever is such a very long time to miss something you loved. I just want to say that I absolutely love that poem. And it's so fitting today because we're going to be talking about um, the seven stages of grief. But we're going to be talking about it in a way that we're grieving a relationship. And so this poem just kind of really got the topic down. (laughs) Um, It's very hard to miss the life that you once shared with someone. It's very hard to, I guess, kind of be a different person and like reflect back on, again, the life that you shared with someone. It's like an entire different era it's like an entire different person being like you know you feel like you're someone new like was that me like you know it's completely different um and sometimes just thinking about that just reflecting on the life that you thought you were going to have it it hurts a little bit um if you think back to the situation that you're grieving if you're here I'm just gonna assume that you're grieving um when you were that person when you were in that time I'm sure there was a life for yourself that you envisioned, um, and now that isn't so. Um, And so when you think about that, when you think about where you thought you were going to be and where you are now, sometimes it hurts. It's not necessarily to say that you're in a bad place now and you know you thought you were going to be in a better place. You could be in a great place now and still grieve the life that you thought you were going to have at this point the person that you thought you were going to be with at this point the person that you thought you were going to be right now and you're not that you're someone else and that person could be great you are you are amazing but maybe you're just still not the person that you thought you were going to be and that that that's kind of sad and it's okay it's okay to kind of be sad about that um but again that poem was called September 14th and we may or may not 
run it back at the end so you can hear it again. I just absolutely loved it and it was so on point for today's episode. Um, but before I start ranting again about that, <laughs> we're going to jump into our our topic. Alright, so jumping to topic, today's episode is called The Seven Stages of Grief. So it's very obvious what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but today we're not going to necessarily be talking about grieving a deceased loved one. Um, you can relate that to your level, but today for sure, we're just, we are going to be discussing grieving relationships and lives that you once lived and people that you used to be and people that you used to know and things of that nature, grieving things that people don't really tell you that you can grieve. Grieving is not always just about, you know, a person that you loved has passed. That is a huge grief. Don't get me wrong. But grieving is also for the person that I thought I was going to be, the 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 life that I thought I was going to have, the relationships that I thought I was going to be able to build. If I'm just being transparent here to give an example um, a relationship that I had to grieve was one with my brother. Um, we grew up very close, like called ourselves twins. And then as we got older, situations happened, life happened, and he's just not, you know, the person that I always thought he was going to be. And we're not close like I thought we were going to be. And once life slowed down for me, it kind of hit me like, dang, I always thought that me and him were going to be X, Y, Z. And like, now it's just not that um and it's it it was a process like to grieve what you could have had you know what you could have been that and that is those are things that are okay to grieve it is okay to grieve the could haves and the should haves and the would haves like those matter those are important so if no one ever tells you that it's 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 okay to be sad about things that could have happened, things that really should have happened, it's okay to grieve those types of relationships. I'm going to tell you that right now. Alright. Um I also wanted to share that again this episode is about grieving a relationship. Um and so I am clearly exposing that I'm grieving um a relationship. This episode has been very hard to to write, to edit, to record. It's just, it's all the feels and it's all the vulnerability. Um, but it's really been on my spirit for a long time and I've been avoiding it because I'm just like, I'm not ready to be that open and vulnerable with the world yet. Um, but it's really kind of at this point, like, you have to write this and it's like how can i have this podcast and share this space with you all and it be about authenticity and being unapologetically you and healing and i not be authentic and open and vulnerable and unapologetic about my healing process you know so i'm here i'm ready to tell my story i'm ready to share my pain with you guys in the hopes that it helps someone even if it just helps one woman out there or one person out there cool (laughs) I won't cringe at the thought of exposing my um soft underbelly I'm a Scorpio and I hate being vulnerable cringe 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 all right (laughs) anyway 
Um, my thought was if we're going to heal together, if if me and the ratchets are in this together, then I have to be authentic in my healing journey and open about it. But when I'm ready. So again, this took a long time to get here. It took me a long time to be ready and I'm not really sure that I am ready, but I'm here <laughs> and I hope again that this helps someone. I would also like to say that actually saying these things out loud um, and recording this episode and writing things down and getting it all out um, with the intent to share it because I've I've said these things, <laughs> I've written these things, I've journaled these things, I've, I've processed all these things alone, but doing so with the intent to share it was a new space for me. It's a very... Um, vulnerable space to be in it's kind of just like literally like I said exposing the underbelly and allowing people to kind of like poke around and that's the opposite of who I really am as a person <laughs> um but just though these words have power these words are healing so speaking it out and and writing it out and making the creation of this episode as much as I avoided it as much as I was afraid of it um it's been it's been therapeutic honestly um so i say that to say to hope that maybe that's some encouragement to you as well that that sharing this with someone and i've shared this with my inner circle my um my reoccurring cast um but sharing this with i guess you all and sharing this i guess to the world in in a sense um, has been therapeutic. It's been it's been helpful to kind of say it out loud. Um. Anyway, moving on. Today we're talking about the seven stages of grief. Um, and I just want to again say that grief is not linear. It's not a straight line. There's no copy and paste way to do it. There, there are seven stages, but those stages don't always have to go in order, and they don't just happen one time. Like it's a revolving door. Um. I can say I went through all of these stages multiple times. Um, I can say that I've gone through all <laughs> all of these stages, like things that I'm like, dang, did I not heal from this? Have I not processed this? No, we're on a new level of healing. Do it again. <laughs> um, the stages don't just go like, oh, I'm in this stage and I'm done with that and I'm moving on to the next one. No, they overlap. You feel many things at once. You feel them multiple times. They go out of order. Like I, you can you can be in three different stages of grief at the same time. Like it's it's a lot, but I am going to encourage you to feel all of that to feel it fully to take it head on to face it if you can um because the the fa the faster you face it the faster you get through it if you avoid it if you numb out if you run from your pain if you run from your grief it's just gonna sit there it's just gonna wait on you later it's gonna show up in new ways it's gonna show up in worse ways um, so I just definitely encourage you to be strong and to be brave and, and to really feel your feelings. And when I say strong and brave, sometimes strong and brave is not getting out of bed. It's crying. It is letting yourself melt down. It is letting yourself unravel. Sometimes the strongest thing you can do is to, to let go, to let it out, to scream, to cry, to ugly cry, to 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 release your anger to punch things like to it to sometimes the 
best thing you can do is is the strongest thing you can do is to be weak um and and take that time and lean into you learn yourself lean into your your spiritual practices lean into your mind your body your spirit take all of that energy and focus on on you journal out your feelings with prompts or free writing or express gratitude or affirm yourself and write those things down um take out your you know your aggression in in physical ways like go walking go running do kickboxing exercise take care of your body use all that extra energy that you may have that just feels like anger all that emotional turmoil that's inside you and output that physically you 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 know just do something that just feels good to your body and then again lean into your spiritual practices because when you are weak like that is a time where spirit wants you to come in and commune and grow strength so anyway um I was just like to say again uh, that's where I was at I started rambling sorry guys that I still go through some of these emotions um I still go through some of these 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 stages and again it's just on new levels like oh I thought I healed from this nope go deeper heal deeper heal the core of it you healed from the surface trigger cool now heal from like the very first time that ever happened to you take it deeper learn yourself like that's that's what the seven stages have been bringing me through um i still have days where a random stage will just hit me and again i'll be like i thought i healed this guess what new level of healing deeper level of healing oh you thought you healed from that and maybe you did but i'm gonna take you back to five years ago when <laughs> when this situation when a similar situation happened and it hurts you so bad that it, it you never you never processed it heal that now with those same steps um so again before i take this whole episode today we're going to be talking about the seven stages of grief um in grieving a relationship and I just again want to support you in that in any way I can so without further ado I am going to rip off my band-aid okay so today we're going to be talking about the seven stages of grief so first I want to explain to you what the seven stages are um, and remember they may or may not come in this particular order all right so the first one is disbelief um, and the next one is denial then there's guilt, there's bargaining, there's anger, oh, that's my favorite, <laughs> um, there's depression, um, and then there's reconstruction and acceptance. That's two for one. They're kind of the same thing. All right, but first, I just want to go into disbelief and how that felt for me. Um, so when I was in disbelief, I was actually in therapy working on um my absolute refusal to deal with confrontation <laughs> i hated confrontation and i had like a lot of anxiety a lot of social anxiety just all the time so i was in therapy dealing with that um but we kind of just kept bumping back into my relationship it just kept coming back to that and therapy started about these issues and then for the most part it was about my relationship it's just at that point every time we would i would go we would just start with my relationship whereas first we were 
ending with my relationship. We would start with my my issues and then we would end with my relationship and then we were just starting with my relationship and it was just kind of just about my relationship um and then at that time in the relationship we kind of realized hey we're on two different pages here we're not really thinking the same things we're not really going the same direction we're kind of in this weird space um I've been kind of healing I'm in therapy I was going through like a spiritual journey I was getting into um like yoga and walking I was I really say that that was the beginning of like my healing journey my spiritual journey all of that um I was just reevaluating things and you know so was he we were just kind of at this age where you know I can't keep going like this but what exactly do I need to fix what can I change what do I change just reevaluating where we both were in life all right and so with that I kind of just was like you know what I'm just gonna focus on me um I'm just gonna continue to heal me like this this us is too much um I can't I can't do both I have this going on and this going on and this going on and this going on and I need me so I'm gonna take this time to focus on me you go over there you figure your shit out over there and we'll revisit this in a minute you know a couple months or so like just take a step back and not saying completely act like we're not in this relationship but just you know you figure out what's what's missing for you or what's going on with you and I'll figure out what I need to be a whole individual and then we'll we'll come back as you know happy healthy people and, and talk about it you know um other than that we're fine we're good we're good here guys that's that's kind of the the thing that we had going at that point like you're figuring your stuff out I'm figuring your stuff out and we're that dog sitting in a fire <laughs> you know that meme where the dog's sitting in the fire with his cup of coffee he's like I'm fine <laughs> that's kind of what we were denying that our house was on fire just eh, we're gonna be okay you know this is this is nothing um that thing that um uh, I'm a huge friends fan so that episode where Ross is fine <laughs> <laughs> I think that's literally what it's called. The one where Ross is fine. <laughs> and he like literally takes um take fajitas out the oven with his hands with no oven mitt. And they're like, Ross, what are you doing? He's like, I'm fine, I swear. <laughs> He's clearly not fine. We were clearly not fine. We were clearly going down fast. Um I don't know that it was obvious to anyone. Not even to us, but I think we were in denial and I think our close circle was in denial because you know we were that couple that you just never you just never saw the end regardless you know so the first phase of that was definitely denial like we're good we're gonna be okay I just need to figure some stuff out you just need to figure some stuff out and then we're gonna be good that was it that was my denial and then it gets it gets a little bit deeper <laughs> my bad that was my disbelief this is my denial <laughs> so um after that the in this in this period um we kind of just became very distant um like emotionally physically just 
everything there was just this space um it kind of reminds me of that Rihanna song California King Bed and don't take this as like oh that was the song I was blasting when I was in it but no I've I've heard it since then I'm like hmm I can relate to that but that that song where it's like this big bed and there's so much space we're in the same bed but there's so much space between us granted we did not have a California King Bed but that's what it felt like you know like we're in the same house but are we in the same place like we're we're going through the same motions we're doing the same things but just something is different something has changed we are not we don't have the same connection like we're just not seeing eye to eye here something's different we weren't talking as much and the communication that we were having was just outrageously it was so out of character for us we were arguing and when I say arguing I mean like yelling and that's just not something that we 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 do um like explosive arguments um just wow like and I'm one I don't really like to do like public um like public anger type of thing like uh, it's embarrassing like no nah, don't don't pull me out of character in public and I just remember there was just this one argument in the driveway where I was just screaming my head off and I, in that moment I was like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> like what am I doing this just is not me and so I'll, I'll never forget that one <laughs> um so I just kind of threw myself into my work um at the time I was still running the center so I was just like you know what this is too much over here again we weren't we weren't even focusing on us we were focusing on ourselves so I was just like I just don't want to deal with this I'm not ready to face this it's too much right now and so I just focused on the center like god damn it this is gonna be the best center y'all ever saw <laughs> um focus on the center focus on myself like just work and self-healing I was really 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 trying to just avoid things um like at that time I remember I was starting to figure out my real purpose in life and so I was able to kind of focus on that and it gave me something to look forward to it was ex it's exciting to find your purpose it's exciting to see what you're here to do so I was just really excited about that and it was just a really good distraction to have when, when that was happening um what is this denial still my bad y'all I got distracted <laughs> um all right so through that it was just kind of like the realization of okay do we even like each other anymore because what we're doing I don't even know like this isn't us this isn't how it's been but like are we even sure that we like each other you know love is a tricky thing I can love you but I don't necessarily like you but I don't necessarily like you right now I don't necessarily like you at all you know <laughs> I maybe I, I used to like you now I don't like you like people change so it was just kind of like do do you even like me like what is this like there's just no reason for us to be butting at heads like this over these things like is there just even like what is this um again a denial because we're still trying to push through like everything's okay when nothing was okay nothing was the same we were just not 
we weren't even in the same book at this point but continuing like you know the end the breaking up is not an option you know we're 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 married I guess like I don't know why I'm avoiding saying that word um we're married divorce is off the table we're gonna figure this shit out it's a rough patch you know people go through rough patches blah 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 so again just not seeing what's literally in front of us is like this ain't working it's not working at all <laughs> um but just kind of talking about it like feeling like someone that you're supposed to be with doesn't like you is difficult um for me personally it was absolutely a trigger um I have a very deep childhood abandonment wound of wanting to be wanted and accepted as I am as me as a person just for being me um details of such I will go into on another episode but just kind of just wanting to be able to be my authentic self (laughs) weird as fuck and be accepted for it um so to feel like the 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 person that you married does not like you especially when you're in a process of healing and you're feeling like you're finally being yourself again and they're like mm, go back to that <laughs> go back to your not self um that's hurtful so it was just a very trying time um and probably the same vice versa because do I really like you you know like that's just a hard question to ask when you've been with someone that long like damn I (laughs) I don't know like you know what what's what's missing now um but just again huge dumpster pile of denial like nope looking I'm just I'm not gonna look at nothing that's going on around me I'm gonna look right here at this one spot and say we're good Uh um Another part of my denial was just like I'm optimistic. So like once it came to this point where like dang, we might not even fucking like each other. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's go back to square one. Let's date. Um, because focusing on me and focusing on you, you know, focusing on yourself isn't really helping us right now. <laughs> you know, when you when you get used to something being absent, you know, it is what it is. I don't miss it. So let's let's not do that. <laughs> let's let's be more in each other's space and face like let's date um like I just was not gonna let this go I was just not gonna lose it's in in my eyes it was just kind of failure so nope I'm not gonna fail let's let's start dating like let's make that a priority a top priority let's let's like each other again um so I just I I kind of flip my switch switch from I'm just gonna work on me this ain't working to nope 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 we're gonna make it work we're gonna go on dates it's gonna be fine we're gonna be fine we're fine um I just didn't want to again fail um but honestly that didn't even last long I think we maybe got one date night in and that was maybe COVID times so we couldn't even go out it was definitely in the house and then it was so the relationship at that point was so fragile like you had to be very careful of your words because everything was like 
it was like walking through a mine a minefield it's she'll say it right a minefield <laughs> like the right the wrong saying something one way could you would see success but wording it wrong oh it's boom it's an argument and the whole night is ruined so it was just very very difficult to tread lightly the relationship was very fragile and so it was very hard not to try to break us further when we were trying to put us back together like at this point you know the wounds have been triggered the the glass is shattered so trying to put it back together and not break it anymore like it's it's not working and you're again denying that it's even broken in the first place that it's broken beyond repair like you're still just scrambling like nope this is gonna work um and it's right now I'm getting the image of like getting like the sinking boat and trying to get the water out but there's a hole in the boat so the water's just gonna keep coming in but you're just really still trying to get all this water out and it's coming in faster now there's more holes in the boat like you're gonna sink but you're just determined to get this water out of the boat and mm, that is what denial felt like to me Ooh, I just want to take a deep pause and say this relationship it's obviously going to be bringing up emotions but it's really bringing up anxiety for me <laughs> like I am in here like whoo this is a lot and I knew this recording this episode was going to be hard uh, and still trying to choose my words the right way but it's just like ooh, this is a I just want to again tell y'all this is a huge space of vulnerability for me and I don't like that it's so cringy <laughs> it's very hard for me to be open about certain things but again this was a a called episode and so whoo bear with me guys I appreciate y'all for being here okay uh next came guilt um and so guilt for me after saying you know we're gonna work on ourselves nothing's happening and then just after the downright refusal nope we're gonna make this work and after like the do we like each other came the guilt and the shame for me I started going and well, I started feeling the weight of everything that I ever did wrong in the relationship like back from day one like damn I shouldn't have did this like damn I shouldn't have did that maybe maybe it would have happened like this like maybe that time that I did this like I went through everything with a fine tooth comb that that I can remember because my memory is yeah <laughs> like I would go through diary entries I would just be like well damn maybe if I would have did this maybe if I would have said that like it just every I had and a reason that everything could have gone better I really was just beating myself up like everything that I could think of that could have led us to this point I felt like was my fault and that I could have done something differently and that I could have fixed anything said something did something not said something <laughs> said something differently not have done some things not have done or had done some things differently like there was just everything I was questioning my every every moment we'd ever had um and then with this guilt I just I was like you know I I internalized everything and I blamed myself for for everything and I want to say that there are two people there so we're both to blame I don't solely blame myself anymore and I don't solely blame him anymore we're both to blame for where this went for a multitude of reasons but 
at that time, it was just me. I did everything. And I'm still in therapy and I'm I'm telling her like I I should have. I should have tried harder. I should have done this. I I I me me me. So and I'm sharing this so in case that's what you're doing, in case that's what you do, it takes two. It was both of it was both of you. Okay. Just trying to help you push through the guilt. Alright, um in that guilt I tried to give space. Um, because like I said, everything was so fragile right then and there. Like everything you say, everything you say could be taken the wrong way because we're just, we're, we're up in arms with each other. We're combative. We're defensive. So you could just, you could say nothing and it would start something. So it was just everything. So I just, I was like, I'm just going to get space. I'm not going to say much. Um, only the necessities. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the space that you seem to want and I'm gonna take the space that I probably need. So I did that. And I just want to say again, that was hard because I have a deep child abandonment wound. (laughs) Um, I want, or an attachment, I have anxious attachment also. I don't know if they're related. I can't remember right now, but whatever. I I have an anxious attachment style. So when we don't talk, (laughs) when we're not doing the things that we usually do, when something is out of routine, I'm like, what's wrong? (laughs) What's wrong? Do you hate me? (laughs) Do you still want to be like, oh, I've always been that way. Let me just say that. I've always been that way. Like you, you don't, you don't kiss me one day. And I'm like, damn, what's wrong? You got another bitch? I'm just not that deep, but I would be like upset. Like, dang, what's wrong with you today? You're not, you're not touching me like you usually do. Like what's going, what's wrong with you? And it could be nothing, but that's just my attachment style. And again, why I say that this was both of us, because that's not healthy. (laughs) Like, that, that may be something that you do and you might relate to that, but that's not healthy. That's anxious attachment style and that's codependency. <laughs> but anyway, um, at this time, oh, that's what I was saying. It goes against my attachment style. So giving the space was very difficult for me to do. And I would talk to my therapist about it and I would journal about it. And I, it would, it was hard because it makes you feel like undesirable like why don't you want to talk to me or like why aren't you doing the things that you used to do like it was a very hard space to be in but I knew that we both needed that space we both needed to figure out what we we both needed to cool down we just we needed to take take five um I felt like I needed reassurance that once we got through this that we would be okay I wanted him to be able to say that you know this wasn't going to be the end of us but honestly looking back that that's too much of an ask because he couldn't promise me that I couldn't even promise me that you know what I'm saying I couldn't even promise me that at the end of this that we were that I was going to be wanting to uh, that I would want to stay or that he would want to stay like neither one of us could give that promise it was so unknown so but I, I I needed that I wanted that reassurance at the time I thought I needed it but what I really needed to do was learn how to be without that and stand without that um but again what are we in guilt at that time my overthinking was in overdrive so again I'm overthinking everything that we've ever done and I'm overthinking everything that I'm gonna do like do I do it this way what's he gonna do if I do it that way what is he gonna do if I say this what if he gonna do if I say that so like it was my sole thought for so long like how do I fix this? I'm a people pleaser. I'm a fixer. So there's this problem 
and I can't seem to fix it. Me putting my hands in it seems to make it worse. Me being very hands-on and aggressive about it seems to be making it worse. Me giving it space is giving me anxiety. So what do I do? It was just a very difficult space to be in. Again, to be blaming my to be blaming myself for the root of it all and on the ongoings of it all and then to be trying to say well, he just kind of needs space to figure it out um and trying to make myself take the space to figure it out but not really wanting to really wanting to just go over there and be like hey you figured it out yet um but anyway <laughs> moving on to the to the next phase this was me in my guilt and how my my guilt showed up all right I hope I'm not running through these too fast, but I'm also trying not to talk about each section for 30 minutes at a time because we'll be here all day, guys. Um, but anyway, the next phase was bargaining and who cringe times 1000. This was not my proudest moment um, because bargaining is to like make some sort of a deal. And often in deals, one person has the upper hand um, and the other loses out a little bit um anyway i'm just gonna talk all right so we're bargaining um initially when when it was kind of in a space where things were just up in the air where are we gonna go from here this is what this is what's happening what are we gonna do about it um we ended up discussing having an open marriage of sorts um, we broke up within our marriage, um, and we weren't seeking other people. Like we weren't talking to other people, um, at all, but just, we weren't together and we didn't tell anybody that we still moved on and carried on as a married couple, um, did all the same things, did like literally nothing else changed except us saying, Hey, we're not together in this in this marriage but no one knew no one could have no one could have tell told um and that went on for a while but just to to us it was like i'm going to relieve you of your expectations or of my expectations of you so no longer am i going to expect you to be you know a husband a boyfriend a partner or whatever you know just literally go figure out what you need to do and no longer are you going to expect me to do like to be your wife your girlfriend your partner I'm gonna go figure me out at least that's how it worked to in my head <laughs> um again we were living together but not quote unquote together so we're still sleeping in the same bed but we're still eating dinner together we're still doing all of the same things that we used to do like nothing has changed except I guess there's no pressure like I don't have to wake up and say you know hey good morning how are you I don't have to text you throughout your day to check on you I don't have to do all these things I just need the space and capacity to, to fix you out to figure shit out and if I want to do these things then you know it's a bonus looking back it's awful but that's what we were doing um at the time there um there we go in this in this where are we in bargaining there was 
pretty much no intimacy. Um, I will say it had been like slowing down because I mean we're we're at arms with each other, but the intimacy was not like not to be vulgar but we're still sleeping together like still having sex but just like the regular regular throughout the day kisses and hugs and touches and ass grabs because I like to get my ass grabbed because all of that it was just gone it was just you know fulfilling sexual needs I guess because we were not together and you're not obligated to do these things anymore so it was just kind of like oh this is different again this is the this was one of my least favorite parts of the grief um but we were just kind of trying to figure out what works like this is this is us going back and forth like you know what type of relationship is this going to be like because divorce is off the table whatever um whatever it's a to get through it because that's in my head that was just like this is the phase we're just gonna we're gonna get through it you know this is just small shit to a giant you know um, if we, if we get back together in a couple of years and we're better for it, then, you know, we'll be able to, to share our story and be like, we got through. That's where I was thinking, you know, we can go chill, do things that we've always wanted to do. Like I always wanted to travel. He's never really wanted to travel. Like we gotta do some shit, go live life. Like we really did it. And then we come back. We'll be back. We'll reconnect. We'll be better than ever. You know, we got this. Um, it wasn't like it would be the first time that we would be like, you know, love you, put the relationship on the back burner, let's make some money or something like that. So to me, it was just putting us on pause, you know, quote unquote, open marriage, quote unquote, not together. It's just, you know, put the marriage on pause and do life a little bit, figure some shit out and then re resume, push play and we'll be better than ever. Um, you go, you go figure yourself out, but come back to me. And that was my logic and everything. And again, cringeworthy. This was, this was the, the deal. <laughs> and now I would never in my life make anything like that. Like if you need to figure your shit out, then we're going to completely sever this tie. But that's just me. And again, this is, this was a mutual decision. So I don't want to sound like I'm attacking or blaming, um, I'm just speaking now from a place of growth. Like, girl, what the fuck was you doing? So don't mind me fussing to myself. <laughs> but uh, if I could, if that's just not something that you're into, I would advise you skip that step. Please and thank you. All right. And then came the fun part. And I think it comes right after because, again, that was not my proudest moment. So once you reach, I guess, kind of your lowest, and it don't work you get upset and so here comes the anger I spent months just being angry just raging inside just internally pissed the fuck off for no reason in particular other than like this marriage this life that I built is falling apart over simple things like lack of communication or the inability to communicate like not knowing how to properly communicate things that are fixable um and like what else and, and lack of effort or lack of just 
small things, very small things. And I spent months just like nitpicking, like it didn't have to be like this. We could have just like, I was just mad. And I know that I'm mad because I, I, I can, I know all the different ways to describe your emotions and be very specific about things. But all I could ever tell people is I'm just fucking mad. That's like, I'm five. Like all I know is, is mad, sad and happy. That's it. I was just fucking mad. <laughs> like, and even now my fists start clenching. Like I was just mad. I was just angry and I was just carrying that around for months. And I don't have to tell you that that's not healthy, <laughs> but I will say that it's, it happens. We're human. Like <laughs> we're, we have to feel our emotions. And I do fully believe that me feeling every stage fully when I was feeling it is the reason that I can speak from such a healed place now and laugh about it. Um, cause man, I was fucking mad. Like <laughs> it went from just mad to just like rage. <laughs> it just, it just, it, it got bigger. The fire in my belly just got fucking bigger and I was not containing it. Well, <laughs> I was just angry. Um, because I feel like it, some point maybe at any point that we could have fixed it we could have communicated we could have gone to therapy just put a little bit of effort you know watered the grass and it would have grown but I just kind of feel like we just threw that away that we didn't try hard enough that we didn't think it through and I was just mad because now I knew that we were at an unfixable point. Things had happened. Things had been said that we were at the point of no return. And I was pissed off about it. And I have the right to be pissed off about it. And I don't take it back. I will, I will still say there are moments again, because these stages, they come back and you may think that you're healed. You may think that mm, that's old. No, it, comes back up and triggers you again you're mad all over again for like three days for no fucking reason but yes I was just pure raging at this point and I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it so there's still some some disbelief some denial in there that this is actually happening (laughs) that that this is really what we're doing this what we're doing this is what we're doing um so I just I just kept getting madder because I can't my brain won't accept it my emotions won't accept it my body won't accept it so I'm just mad so I'm just gonna be mad I can't I can't accept this so I'm just gonna be mad about it and that was me for a very long time I and it felt at the time like I knew that I was mad and I knew I didn't want to be mad and like I'm one of those people like the whole time I would even tell my sister like I know at the end of this we're gonna be good friends. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be able to co-parent and everything's gonna be good. But right now, this is bullshit. Right now I'm mad. Right now I'm hurt. Right now I'm upset. But I just gotta get through it. And so at that time, I just I just let myself be fucking mad because I was fucking mad. <laughs> um and it just felt like I was wasting my time being mad because I knew we would get to, I knew I would get past it. And it felt like I was wasting so much energy being upset 
knowing that eventually I'm going to get through this. But you you absolutely have no other choice. Well, you have choices. You cannot face it. You could deal with it later because it's going to come back later. But I just hadn't, I felt like I had no choice but to just be mad and feel it until it went away. And again, it doesn't go away. It's like the eternal fire of Harry Potter or something. But it like, it got smaller and now I can control it. Now I don't let it burst up into flames and set me afire to where my whole day is ruined and then I'm hurting other people because my words are angry. No, I can control it. I can, I can feel it bubbling up and I can go to a space where I need to let it out in a controlled way. A controlled fire don't they do that like a controlled fire that's a thing that's what I try to do now when I can feel myself just getting mad because it's a thing like I want to say it was like Michael Todd that said divorce is like a thousand deaths because every time you think about it you relive it you refeel it and so yeah I still can just anything can just trigger me in the smallest way and I mother so <laughs> and just be angry at the situation so yeah um anger was a it it wasn't my favorite but it was my favorite it, it was I probably stayed there the longest and I can I'm like I'm like the Hulk like I'm always mad but <laughs> I just can manage it better now and I feel like that's very important to say in case you're thinking like at some point that you're gonna get over these things I don't think you ever get really over them. I think you just learn better ways to manage them. And I'm saying that because I think I just realized that in this moment as well. You just have, you just get better tools to manage these things. It. I don't think grief gets better. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're grieving something, chances are you can't get it back. It's gone forever. And so I don't think you're ever okay again. You just changed the, traje the trajectory of your whole life from the grief of this person, this situation, this thing. And you can't go back. And so that sucks. And you just never, you just never get over that. I don't think personally, I just think you manage it a little bit better every day. But anyway, that was um, anger for me. It, being mad all the time, it just felt like I wasted like I just feel like I wasted my time so after I was done being angry um if I ever stopped I don't know <laughs> I feel like it's kind of always there um there the next stage is depression and again it, it comes and goes but there was just one large lump where I could say that yeah this might have been some depression <laughs> Um, like I was literally in bed for like a month straight and not like I just didn't ever get up, but like what they call functionally depression. Oh, that's my, that's my best friend. I know, I know her like no other. <laughs> I know how to get up and do what I gotta do and be falling apart on the inside. So definitely went through depression for a good month like literally just in bed like would get up take the child to daycare um 
which that in itself was like a triggering experience having just closed down my daycare which was my dream like I had goals I had vision it was going places and shutting that down and then having to be on the other side be a parent and drop my kid off every morning to you know a center it was just like what is my life doing right now? Because, <laughs> I mean, a year before that, you would have never told me that I wouldn't be doing childcare. You like, you kind of laugh in your face. So, to be not only not in childcare, but to be taking my child somewhere else, and she had only ever been in my care, it was, it was, it was a lot. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, and then it just, I don't know, it just kept reminding me of everything that I lost. Like, uh, it could it could just be it could be this and maybe I just wanted to go back. Um, and then I'll take her to daycare. Um, if I had time to go back and lay down, I would lay down. If I didn't, I would go to work. Um, eventually, everything started to stack up, and like I was just overwhelmed and I wasn't functioning. And for reasons again that we'll talk about in a later episode. Um, I ended up, well, my prayer was, I ended up like just not keeping up with my workload because nigga, I was in the bed. <laughs> um, and I ended up, I, I never still quite know how to word this, but I would I always say like, I got fired because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not really sure I got fired, but I'm pretty sure I got fired. Like if we're just going to be technical, then like I got fired, which felt like another huge failure because I felt so divinely called to come and do this job and to do this position like position that was essentially kind of created for me and it was just like oh this isn't working out on either end and that just kind of messed me up mentally like (laughs) <laughs> like what is my life doing so if you can imagine that's a full transition that's a transition out of a long-term relationship that's a transition out of a long uh, out of, that's a career change and then from that career change now there's technically a job loss you know like I just downward spiral I just wasn't really getting better so as far as back to you know the relationship I just didn't care at this point like whatever he wanted to do you know do it I didn't care you don't want to be with me don't be with me you want to be with me and have no rules restrictions let's do that you can do whatever you want I'm just gonna sit here I'm just gonna lay in this bed like (laughs) you want to keep sleeping together cool um I don't even care you want to keep sleeping together even though we don't know where we are right now we don't know what we're gonna be next week we don't know what we're gonna be next year we have no aim no future nothing we don't even have a now all we have is a past but you want to continue sleeping together like let's do it let's let's do it every day literally like you want to go out go out I don't have an issue I'm not complaining do whatever because I just don't care. I just did not have the mental capacity to care <laughs> about anything. Like, 
it's a dark place, guys. <laughs> I was just like literally laying in my bed, staring out the window for at least at least a solid month. I know outside of it, there may have been like a little depression. I know I would go to work and it would just be like, I'm having a day. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> That's probably why I ended up losing my job. Let's be real. <laughs> but it's just, that was one of my least favorite phases. And honestly, and I know this, this doesn't work for everybody. And again, why I'm like, eh, it was probably depression sprinkled with a little bit of something else. But one day I just kind of woke up. I, I literally will just was like, this ain't me. This ain't shell. And this, I'm bright side type of person. I'm glass half full. I'm sunny side up. Like, I'm look at the bright side. Look at that. Look at like this wasn't me. So I just got up one day and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be sad. I literally told myself, I don't want to be sad anymore. I'm done being sad, and just proceeded to do shit to get my life back together. Which brings us to the last step of reconstruction and acceptance which comes and goes some days some days this is all gonna be okay and other days we're all the way back at denial <laughs> you know it go it'd be like that um but for me my my reconstruction my acceptance again was like I just woke up and was like I'm I don't want to do this anymore at this point it had been in like an entire year or a little bit more of just I don't even know what to call it of this I guess the grief of the releasing and the letting go and accepting this and so I was just like well it is what it is you know that's that's one of my favorite phrases it is what it is like and so what are you gonna do about a shell because it's all you can worry about it's all you gotta take care of you you got a daughter that like is watching you that is literally wanting to be like you like at that time like whatever I was wearing she wanted to wear when I do stuff she wanted to do it and it just really just made it obvious like I was like throwing it in my face you cannot <laughs> let her just continue to see her see you like this whatever so I got my ass up out the bed um <laughs> I literally that week I like went back to my job and I just kind of volunteered like and I don't even know for how long a week or so I don't I don't know but I ended up like getting my job back because I just went up there like this is what I want to do this is where I'm supposed to be and it was just like cool but you know don't come back with it the miss <laughs> um but I kind of just worked my way back in, you know, big chin, big chin, big grin, big smile, and just a caring heart, like, this here to serve, like, that's just what I want to do. Um, but as far as the relationship, I just kind of decided that this wasn't the end of me, because it wasn't the beginning of me. There was a, there was a whole person before this this person entered my life I was a whole person now granted I was younger I didn't know as much I, I you know I've grown but I was a whole human being person living a life prior to this relationship and I'm gonna continue to be a whole human being person living a life 
after this relationship and I know a lot more now and I've learned a lot more now and I've grown so much so not only am I going to continue to be someone when this is all when the dust settles I'm going to be better for it you know what I'm saying like no I don't feel like anyone just comes out of a relationship this is very generalizing of me but I don't come out of relationships without being better I'm gonna learn something from this I'm gonna learn what not to do I'm gonna learn what to do I'm gonna learn what I don't want I'm gonna learn what I do want I'm gonna come out of this in a better position than I went in it's just why would you not otherwise it is wasted time you know I knew that I could learn to be a whole person again because somewhere in this span of time we became two halves trying to work together and that's not okay for anyone you have to be a whole person in your relationship I realized how codependent we were and that's not what you should be you should aim for interdependence like yes I love being around you but I also love my time um so anyway I started just kind of envisioning the Michelle that I wanted to be like what the end goal was you know and when what how I would get there um like I know I can't do this this and this right now but I can do this as the next step to get to that girl I can I can say these things now in preparation of being able to say these things later I can be this woman now so I can be that woman later like it's baby steps it's small steps I think this is kind of like um I can't even remember what episode I talked about this guys with you before but I've talked about it before but just like what can you do today to be the high to take a step towards the highest version of you that's kind of what it was it was like okay shell it is what it is this is where we are this is where we want to be what's the plan <laughs> and I just kind of got my shit together um I started listening to who she was as a person and who she wanted to be and the message that she wanted to get out to the world I'm talking about my higher self my future self here and then I was just like well how can I be that person now how can I help you girl how can I help you get there <laughs> um I and I started making better decisions I went out and and handled my business and here we are let's say a year or so later and life is completely different because I got up that one day and said I can't do this anymore I'm not gonna let my life just go to shit because of something because something ended I'm just gonna start something else I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna do something new you know endings don't have to be sad they don't have to be um depression depression they don't have to be depressing they don't have to be the end all be all endings can be the start of something beautiful and i would say that this kind of started a better relationship with myself like i started this way back when like trying to find myself and what do you know now i have a whole lot of room space and time to figure out who the fuck i am like it be like that you ask for you ask for something and it don't show up in the way that you want it like I asked for I asked to find myself I asked for the best version of myself and look at that what do you know <laughs> a whole divorce later I'm I'm like 
you know, well, shit, now I can find myself. Now I can figure out what I really want. I don't have to take in anyone else's, like, decisions and shit. Like, oh, be careful what you wish for <laughs> to the 10th degree. Um, anyway, um, I started paying attention to unhealthy cycles and taking steps to break out of them. Again, that takes time. There are still cycles that you're in, but you kind of have to just take that one cycle by cycle, trigger by trigger, um, you know, make new choices. And so now I don't feel like I'm stuck in so many cycles and I don't feel like I'm so deep in cycles and I have new boundaries now and I have a new respect of self and like I just the there's a light at the end of the tunnel basically um if you just so happen to be going through any type of grief I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that it ever ends again I feel like I can I speak from a a healed place but there are still moments there are still times there are still those days where it's just like back at square one fuck this fuck you fuck that so like don't ever think that you're like not doing what you're supposed to do because you're like why am I not over this why am I still you know in why am I what's the third stage why am I still like bargaining why do I still feel guilty oh that one's Ooh, I said that right because I, I literally went back to therapy months later because I felt guilty for choosing me I felt guilty for for waking up and saying I don't want to do this no more I'm going to back away and I felt a huge amount of guilt for that so when I say the stages come back around when they feel like it they definitely do so like yeah don't ever think that you know it's just you we're all out here dealing with something Whew. So, again, guys, this was seven stages of grief. This was my experience um, of grieving a a marriage, a relationship, a long-term relationship, like a whole other person. Um, and I, I don't ever want to compare the loss of a life to like the loss of relationships or loss of situations but I do want to continue to tell you that you can honor loss however that looks to you I'm not saying you can compare you losing you know your job or missing out on an opportunity to someone literally losing a loved one but I am saying that you are allowed to grieve the person that you wanted to be you are allowed to grieve the relationship that you thought you were going to have you are allowed to grieve the end of relationships, the end of friendships, the end of careers. You are allowed to grieve losses. You are allowed to grieve almost and maybes. You are allowed to have feelings about those things. Just want to reiterate that in case you ever thought that, you know, you know, why am I sad about this? It's okay. Like you have to feel those things or they're just going to bubble up into something else. And you're going to be like, why the fuck am I crying on a Tuesday over tacos? Because you haven't dealt with, so <laughs> you haven't dealt with, you miss eating tacos with your best friend, and y'all ain't spoken in two years, and and what happened to y'all? Stuff like that. You know, it just you gotta deal with, you gotta feel your feelings. Um, but I also wanted to go ahead and express, 
Um, again, a, a huge gratitude for you guys even coming and listening to this episode if you've made it this far. Because, again, this one was hard for me. I went back and forth on even doing it. I, I almost scrapped it like eight times. I recorded it and then was like, no. I almost deleted this whole recording. I was like, no, I'm just going to take a different route. It's too much. Because there's certain parts of recording, like I, like the anxiety was so high, I would be like drenched in sweat just talking about this. Just being vulnerable is hard for me. It's a trigger, I would assume, probably like a childhood wound of not being accepted in vulnerable moments. But um, just putting personal matters into the public is always kind of like cringeworthy. I feel like we can all relate there. But, um, just honestly felt called to have this episode. So if there's, if it just kind of touches one person or helps one person or one person goes, man, I went through that. I felt that shit. Then that's all that I'm here to do. And I just want to end with the affirmation again. I'm not going to read the whole poem to you again, but I am going to read the affirmation to you again and say that healing takes time. I want y'all to know that in time is not just like hours and minutes. Healing can take years. Healing can take decades. Healing is ongoing. Okay. Know that. Please stop beating yourself up for not being in as healed as you want to be. It takes time and it goes it goes back and forth and sometimes we think that we're so healed and we're good and then something triggers us and tears that band-aid off and oh we're bleeding again. That's normal. It's okay. Um I give myself time and space to heal. So just please make sure that you're being gentle with yourself and giving yourself the time however long that you need and the space if that means taking a personal day if that means sitting in solitude if that means spending time with your give yourself the time and the space to heal be so gentle with yourself like you're fine china like you are delicate you know like be so gentle and soft with yourself we talk about this soft era now that includes you being soft with yourself you don't gotta be big dog no more baby cry cry about it <laughs> yell about it beat stuff up about it, like punch wise like be angry it's okay to have big feelings all right um and i'll leave you with that before i go on i think i've rambled enough thank you guys for listening thank you guys for healing with me and i'll see you next month peace